Listeners, I'm back with the Saturday reviews. I've been quite busy over the past couple weeks. That's why there haven't really been any Saturday reviews. Um, the last thing I put up for Saturday, I believe, was the Young Messiah written review. But it's also been pretty tough catching up to make sure I saw all of the Oscar movies. Our Oscar post discussion is available now, link in the description below. And last Saturday was my wife's birthday. We were celebrating then, so I was busy the entire day. And uh, like I said, Oscars really slammed me and Alan getting all of those watched. So we did do a deep dive on the Oscars. And of course, there's timestamps for you to jump around. If you don't want to listen to the entire episode, you just want to check out your favorite segments or our thoughts on certain categories, make sure to check out the timestamps. But I'm here to give you my review for The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Now, this is a sequel slash spinoff of sorts to the Captain America movies and to the broader Marvel universe in general. These are characters that have crossed over into other movies before. So I will say right off the bat, this show isn't quite as accessible as WandaVision, where WandaVision was just kind of its own story. It didn't rely a bunch on previous events of Marvel movies. First of all, before I get too far into the review, I will be talking spoilers for this. So if you haven't seen it, it just wrapped up on Disney Plus last Saturday. So you can go and check out all of the episodes. There are six episodes and they each clock in under an hour. And as of right now, this is considered a TV miniseries, so it's considered its own contained story. Letterboxd actually considers that to be its own movie, so you can watch it as such, a very long one. I will say there is a bit of a steep accessibility point for this one, because you really need to go back to, if not the first Captain America movie, you need to go back to Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Watching Civil War would also be a good idea as well. And yeah, I would probably say at least those two. I hadn't revisited those in quite a while. So there was quite a bit in this show that I had forgotten or pieces that were missing. It strongly builds off of those two movies. So if you haven't seen those movies, you're probably going to be lost on a lot of these character motivations and just what's going on here in general. And especially if you have not seen Avengers Endgame, you're still going to be confused as well, probably. There's just a lot of... There's a lot of prerequisites to actually watching this show, whereas I didn't quite feel it was that way with WandaVision. So that's kind of my first knock against this series is you you need to be ingrained in the Marvel Universe. You need to go back and revisit, at least spend those hours to understand this show. Now, to be positive, Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan are a great buddy cop duo, if that's how you want to call it. Um, they have great on-stream chemistry together as these Two guy friends that are kind of at odds with each other, but they always want to work together. Of course, Sebastian Stan does bring that depth from his role of being the Winter Soldier and kind of the guilt and fallout from that. Anthony Mackie is just a pleasure to see once again. He was in a movie I actually reviewed for a Saturday Review a couple months ago um, that you should go check out. Uh, it was... He does great in that as well. So I'm always pleased to see him. He brings a great performance to this as well. 
So I really don't have much to knock on the performances. Um, this looks really good. It looks movie quality, even though it is a TV show. Disney did not spare any expense. Also, the action, some of it looks really great. It's a little bit hit and miss, like when you're going to get the action, the series opens and closes with a bunch of action stuff. Uh, so that's really exciting. But towards the middle there, it's not quite as exciting, I would say. So where my negatives come into the show are with the fillers. Yeah, there is some filler in this, I would say. There's a lot of focus placed on um, Falcon's family his family life of trying to help out his sister and his nephews and their boat. Personally, I didn't find any of that to be interesting. The main problem with the show is it's really trying to bite off more than it can chew. Instead of making a streamlined two hour movie or a little over two hours, it's instead a six hour miniseries. It really tries to make sure that it fills in that runtime. So, you know, we can have slow down and have more time with the family, more time with both of these characters' pasts and whatnot. And the other big surprise of this show, they bring in a lot of characters. They bring in Baron Zemo, Peggy Carter's granddaughter once again. But where this series really comes down to, the main core of the plot is these two characters are kind of off the government payroll, but they're still going to try and do the right thing. And they are fighting a group of kind of young communists, a group of these global socialists, if that's what you want to call it, where they talk about one world, one people, and how um, since the snap, since all of these people have come back into the world, this GRC is trying to do this reset. I don't know if any of you listeners have ever heard of the Great Reset. It seems to be trying to pull off of some of that real life stuff as well. But the Flag Smashers are opposed to that. So they are these communists of some sorts trying to unite the world. And they've kind of been radicalized. They're led by this character named Carly Morgenthal, who is a very unique character, an interesting character, actually. And I think the big twist, the big surprise of the show is that there's a new Captain America and he's kind of a nutcase sometimes. So they kind of have these three factions that they have to deal with. And of course, to supplement the show, they have to focus on the home life of the Falcon character. And also at the same time, there is some politics introduced in this show. So I think if you're tired of politics being in your shows, you might not find this one to be uh, enjoyable. Maybe you might find it to be just kind of annoying in some ways, since it seems like politics, especially racial politics, is in almost every show nowadays, and it's trying to push some kind of an agenda. This show kind of seems to be of two minds. At first, it seems to support some bits of critical race theory. If you don't know what critical race theory is, from what I understand, it's that America, that just slavery is built into the DNA of the USA. And the only way to get rid of it is to just get rid of America, scrap it, just start over. At first, it seems to kind of play off of some of that stuff, the police profiling these characters, but then it also um, is very uplifting in some ways because Anthony Mackie seems to suggest that, yeah, America has changed and that 
America is worth fighting for. And that's the really awesome twist at the end is that he becomes Captain America. He is the new Captain America. They even retitled the show for the last episode to call it Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Um, they try and play this off in kind of a weird way, I think, because if this was done before Barack Obama was president, I think that it would have been a little bit more meaningful, but since we've already had a black president, having a black person or a black character in the show represent America isn't really something that's never been done before. It's really not something quite new since, like I said, we did have a black president who was the face of America for almost a decade. He represented our country. He led our country. So they're trying to play this off in the show like this is something new, never been done before. They even say millions of people hate seeing Anthony Mackie's character. They hate seeing the Falcon wear this stuff. I don't know where they're quite getting that from. And that's what I'm saying. I think some people will will kind of resonate with this, but I think other audiences will just kind of be frustrated by it and just kind of over it and tired of it. So I almost wish they just hadn't introduced these politics. There was actually a black super soldier that the government covered up. I have no doubt that the government would cover up something like that, especially, you know, 50 years ago under Lyndon B. Johnson. There was a lot of issues with that. Woodrow Wilson as well, FDR. These presidents were not friendly towards the black population, unfortunately. So I found that to be a very interesting part of the series. But at the same time, I like that Anthony Mackie kind of represents the opposite, that America has progressed. America is worth fighting for. It's not this horrible country anymore. And it never was this horrible country. There always was that north-south split and there was the civil war and whatnot. But you're not here for a history lesson. So... This show, I've ultimately found to be okay. I didn't think it was very exciting to watch them fight these young communist super soldiers and run around. In fact, particularly in the middle of the series, I found it to just be downright confusing who they were meeting, who this power broker is, why they're pulling um, Zemo in. We even get Wakandans coming in. I really think actually Falcon and Winter Soldier is a swing and a miss. Um, unfortunately, I hate to say that. I know it was really hyped. Uh, I think WandaVision is better. Uh, according to the trailers, to me, it looks like Loki, which is coming up next, I believe. That Loki looks to be fantastic. I hope it's a lot better. This one is just kind of formulaic Marvel with a little bit of woke politics shuffled in with probably too much of a runtime to pad to increase this six episode story arc. It's something I'm probably not going to return to. It was awesome seeing Falcon become Captain America and suit up. I love the new suit. But if you're not already pretty ingrained in this Marvel Universe, particularly the Captain America subset of it, I don't think you're going to be able to track with it or find it terribly interesting. And it's really not one that I plan on returning to. So the Falcon and the Winter Soldier receives five stars out of 10 with a mild not recommend. Now, listeners, you probably weren't expecting me to not recommend this show, actually. Um, I think there's just too many issues with it. It's too scatterbrained. Um, it really lacks focus, unfortunately. 
So if they really could pare this down, I really agree with um, Brock's podcasting Brock over on Letterboxd. Go check out his review. He says there is a good two hour movie to be found in here. And I completely agree. This is way too bloated. And if they're going to try and make these like six hour episodic Marvel movies with these miniseries, like with WandaVision, they got to tighten it up. They got to make these into three episodes instead of six. Um, yeah, because hopefully Loki is a lot better and hopefully the episodes are shorter. I found these um, episodes to just be too long, unfortunately. But listeners, I want to know what you think. Maybe you loved the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Maybe you thought it was awesome. Maybe you're with me and you thought it was pretty mediocre, unfortunately. I'm curious to know what you guys think. So no matter where you're at, leave us a five-star rating if you enjoyed this episode. A short written review helps as well. Of course, check in the description below. We have a curated list of other movies and TV episodes, all these different podcast shows that we've done. We curate that for something we think that you'll like. Also, don't forget to join us in just a couple days. On Monday, we are releasing our review for Bird Box. Now, we did just release that guide on Thursday a few days ago where we give you the scores for the movie, the critical reception, some of the behind the scenes look at how the film got made. You're not going to want to miss that out. Listen to that before you listen to our review of Bird Box on Monday. Link to that in the description below as well. So there's always great stuff in that description. Of course, if you want to know what's coming up for the next few weeks, explore the schedule for 2021. Links to that in the description. We always type out the next four weeks of shows so you'll know what's coming up so you can watch ahead of time. Join us, watch with us, and you'll know all the details we're talking about with these reviews. So listeners, thank you for joining me and we'll see you on Monday with Bird Box. The Silver Screen Guide podcast is edited and produced by Alan and Corbin. Intro and outro music is created by Thomas Rankin. The thoughts and opinions herein expressed are those of the individual and do not necessarily represent those held by Silver Screen Guide. Silver Screen Guide is not affiliated with any company or individual involved with the creation of this movie or TV show. No portion of the podcast may be used without express written permission from Silver Screen Guide.